This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. And so then I said to him, well, how many people does it take? (laughs) What's up, Sophia? Um, well, how are you doing? Um, I don't have any words right now, apparently. Right. Um, remember my mood in the last episode? I know. So we recorded episode 76 last week. Okay. And I was like depressed and wasn't getting any work done. Oh, that mood. (laughs) Yes, of course I remember it. So things have vastly improved in one week. Okay. I'm pretty sure most of it is due to the weather. (laughs) That and probably, Um, did you get pizza? Pizza makes me happy. No, Hmm. I haven't had pizza. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been sunny and I have been making a point of going outside. I've been going to the gym. Uh, Yeah. Actually, Saturday I went and played ball. Like we were supposed to have a tournament, but it got canceled. So one of the other teams that was playing in this tournament, I just called them up and said, hey, let's go and play anyway. (laughs) So we went to the diamond. We played like a fake game. Someone got hurt. We kept playing. Did they get fake hurt? No, like one of the guys hit the ball back at the pitcher and she got a big gash in her shin. She had to go to the hospital and get like five stitches or something like that. It wasn't pretty. All but right. Anyway. If a ball is coming towards you, do you not like step out of the way? Yeah, but you don't really have enough time to react when you're that close and the balls hit that hard. Fine. Fine. <laughs> um, so that happened and then we kept playing and everyone was drinking. I wasn't because I was DD. Well, that's not true. I had like a cooler. DD drunk driver? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Designated driver. Designated driver. And then we all went, well, not all of us, a few of us went and we got some like a late lunch. I had a bison burger and fries. Is it actual bison? I hope so. Otherwise it's false advertising and I'll be pissed. And then we went to my friend's place and they had a couple beers. And then we went back to um, the other team's place like one of the guys off the other team we went there and had a barbecue and drank some and Hmm. yeah it was fun so it was like in the sun all day very refreshing that's what it Um, takes yeah and then sunday i went for a hike and monday i went for a hike and yesterday i went for a hike and today i'm gonna go for a hike i literally have scheduled hikes into every day of my week it's pretty impressive Hmm. take a hike and i'm yeah, I'm back to getting work done and everything. And I'm also like making a point of going to Collingwood, sitting in Starbucks, like in the window and just like getting into a different environment. It's so good. Yeah, I, rem- I, I remember so getting better. a text from you that there was a about the creepy barista. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the barista. In case she ever listens to this. So I parked my car at my office which just happens to be across the street from starbucks Mm. so i parked there i went to the office for a while and then i went across the street to starbucks so i guess from starbucks if like the baristas can see the parking lot so i'm standing there order my drink go to pick it up and this this woman goes sophia (laughs) like yes i I take my drink and she's like this is gonna be like a little bit creepy but you're a photographer right i was like uh yes (laughs) and she goes oh cool i'm going to school for that right now and what did you do for you (laughs) well i did a horrible job of like inquiring and asking her name and stuff but i asked her what she wants to do with it and she said she wants to get into fashion and then i didn't say anything right that's that's typically what you do no, no. So she says, I want to get into fashion. I know that'll be really difficult. And I'm like, no, like, just do it. 
I mean, really, that's the only way to go about it. Yeah. Um, don't be like, it'll be hard. Just no, you should go it, after it, it. Everything's hard if you think about it. Yeah. But do you know how many fashion photographers there are? Like, there's a lot of them. So working don't fashion worry photographers. Too much. Yeah, there's there's not too many, but there's not a lot of work. <laughs> but actual people calling themselves there's fashion a, photographers, there's okay. Tons, well, yeah. that depends. If you're gonna like really niche down in fashion, there are tons of commercial photographers shooting commercial fashion. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So. so there's lots. <clears throat> There's um, lots of fashion photography. Side note, it bothers yes. the crap out of me when people say, you know, this is going to sound creepy. Like, it's not creepy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's far from creepy. Like, your, your picture's on your website. You have advertising on your vehicle. Yeah. You go to weddings without a mask so people see you and you introduce yourself to people, you know, things like that. You probably yeah. drop your business card into a fishbowl to win a free lunch once in a while. Your name's on it. So to be like, Sophia, photographer, right? That's that's far from creepy. Like, yeah, it'd be like somebody coming up to Brad Pitt and being like, oh, my God, this is going to sound creepy. But like, you're you're in movies, aren't you? <laughs> what? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <clears throat> I want to do that sometime. Um, but the really creepy part was I was sitting there. It's like 22 degrees outside. And these three people come in in jeans <laughs> and flannel jackets and order coffee. Drug dealers. <laughs> and they're all wearing boots. Gangbangers. And like I was obviously eavesdropping because it looked so flippin' <laughs> weird. They're talking and like they're young. So I assumed that they'd be working like running a painting company or something. But you still wear t-shirts when it's 22 degrees outside. So I was really confused. Hmm. So they definitely looked like they were working, but what they were working on, I don't know. Well, they're standing there and, and the girl says to the guys, like, I'm excited to see where they're sending us. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, is this a TV show? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but there weren't any cameras, so that you I don't saw. think it was a TV show. <laughs> that you True, saw. that I saw. They might have been shooting through windows. Right. So... Or little body cams. Well, then, Who knows? I'm, if that's the case, I'm going to look super creepy. <laughs> if I happen to be in any of that footage because I am staring directly at them. Can you imagine if you're like leaning over a little bit towards them and you can see that? That'd be so cool. <laughs> I'll keep my ears peeled and my eyes open. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, like just this other project that we're working on, I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. It's giving me like. Giving you something to do. New passion. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're happy. That's definitely part of it, for sure. I like that. I'm glad to be part of it. <laughs> so. What do you got? What's up? What's happening? It's like, didn't we just record last week's episode like an hour ago? It, it, no. it feels like it because, yeah. you know what I mean? You know when people say business as usual? To me, business as usual today means um, take my camera, get in the car, go photograph a house or go photograph a person or whatever, like whatever you're photographing. Come home, send the photos out, call it a day, um, open up uh, my backend to my website, take a look at how many orders are I need to pack. I package orders, Pure Later comes, picks them up. Um, I hang out with Mia, we go do something, you know, it's literally business as usual, except yesterday for the first time in a long time. Grandma babysat Mia and uh, Hannah and I went to the movies and we went to see yeah. Infinity War. Okay. And damn it, bastards. Ugh. If you're going to make a two-part movie, make the second part available immediately so that I could see it immediately. Because now I'm going to have to wait until it gets released and it's going to be way too far away. And I'm, and I'm frustrated about it. <clears throat> so de decent movie, great film. Love the acting, love the dialogue. It's hilarious. Now, which one is Infinity Wars? I'm having a lot of trouble Avengers. keeping all of the movies straight. Avengers. Hmm? Avengers. Avan yeah, Avengers? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of a follow-up to Thor, Ragnarok, and oh. all of that is basically tied in. Which Thor, Ragnarok is my favorite out of all the series movie thingies, whatever you really? call them, be because of the dialogue. The dialogue in that movie is just fantastic. To me, a smart dialogue and witty and funny is it makes the movie like it's shot well it's done well the story's like airtight and 
the the way they speak is is fantastic. And Hannah told me that I guess eighty eighty percent of the movie was ad libbed or somewhere around there. Like they had <laughs> yeah they had free reign. It's like uh, all right, so Thor does this and this guy does this uh, action, make it happen type thing. And that would be so <clears> hard <throat> as an actor. I'd be like I don't know what to say. Well, and that's what makes a good actor or a great actor, if you will. I True. I thought it was fantastic and kind of working under pressure, if you will. And I mean I don't know if that's exactly factual how it happened or if they had a chance to be like okay well these are going to be my lines and they rehearsed them and but they kind of had input into it but apparently um there's a part where thor uh meets uh hulk in in, in like a gladiator arena and he sees that it's hulk and he starts <laughs> laughing and he's like you know that's my friend from work or whatever whatever the line is <laughs> that line was actually by some kid um Kind of like, uh, oh, that's cool. Like a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he he contributed to. It. He's like, oh, he should say this. And again, I don't have these. I don't know if this is factual. This might be hearsay, but that's that's what I'm hearing. And mm-hmm. um, so if you, if you have the actual facts, you know, let me know. Um, even though I don't. Well, I don't even care if you do. <laughs> maybe, now, maybe, now I feel like I maybe a listener what? will. <laughs> True. You know. So whatever, but. Um, <laughs> it's now i feel like i haven't seen that one you probably haven't um because <laughs> you would have known what i'm talking about yeah. yeah well i thought i've seen all of them pretty much i haven't seen ant-man well i've seen parts of ant-man ant-man is hilarious um, it's actually a funny movie <clears throat> again the it's it's not amazing like like i think i think the thor and the avengers are actually done really really well and the stories are really great and i mean they're saving the world and all that jazz well, I really liked Iron Man. Iron Man was the first one, right? Yeah, but I think you have the hots for, you know, Tony Stark. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, which you'd think, if you thought about it really carefully, that I would have the hots for Thor. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you don't. <laughs> um, Maybe you're not into gods. Yeah, not, not my type. Okay. <laughs> but I mostly like Iron Man because it, I just find Iron Man so much more funny. That's what I'm talking about. He's witty. He his one-liners, his uh, his comebacks. That's what makes me want to watch it. Like that's what I really well, like. Yeah. And every interaction with his robot dude, whose name I cannot remember at the moment, mm-hmm. is like hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then I feel like they just <clears throat> keep getting less and less funny and more and more serious. And when that happens, I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You can only be so funny until you have to save the earth and right. then you have to kind of be serious, I guess. So, but oh. speaking of being serious, what? what are we talking about? Seriously? Well, you wanted to talk about client expectations yeah. and apparently you came up with this idea while you were urinating. Well, we don't have to share like that to with that the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I was peeing and I had this brilliant idea. <laughs> Petro, I normally have my good ideas when I'm driving or when I'm hiking, not when I'm peeing. The two are not related. It was just, (laughs) (laughs) it was just me talking about it and passing. So I was going pee and this is what I was thinking. Great. I love it. Well, me too, but you know. Full disclosure, we're a very um, open open podcast. Very open. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you can actually talk to us. As well. Yeah. That's how open we are. I mean, like, it's not like a webinar thing. No. No, but I <laughs> like just right w- I just want to see people talk into the radio or to the <laughs> car stereo. I mean, or yeah, for sure. Feel free to talk to us. I, I think it'd be great. You know, or if you're sitting at Starbucks right now and we're in your ears, just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> just start talking about, you know, me urinating, whatever. Oh my God, do it. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Keep clearing my throat. Um, I don't know why. Well, I thought it was funny that you brought this up because this morning I went onto Facebook and I had a message from someone I know saying that he had his uh, daughter's grade eight graduation photos done and he thought the packages were ridiculous and overpriced. And is that something that I do? And I had to explain to him that, yes, I do grad photos, but they're not the same as like on a backdrop and like Mm -hmm. 
one one photo on a backdrop. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, Different It's not the same photos as you would get in the school. Mm -hmm. And I also said, I guarantee you that mine will be more expensive. (laughs) Um, But that I do have other like product options. Like you're not just going to get a five by seven or an eight by 10 and you're not going to get it like framed in a little cardboard frame. And yeah. So, and he actually responded like, well, yeah, like it's it's different. So I get it like more value. I was like, okay, good. Don't have to explain the difference. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. My sister reached out to me, um, via phone and uh, she said I just got my pictures of my son so my my little nephew from his uh, school preschool whatever he's in he's tiny he's two years old Um, but they had picture day and she's like I I just ordered eight wallets because you know that's all I wanted I you know I didn't want big pictures of him on a background whatever and uh, she's like is it normal for them to just give you a sheet of uncut uncut pictures and yeah. i was like yeah it is she goes um that's ridiculous i paid so much money for this you know she's like i paid yep. 25 bucks for a sheet <clears throat> like yeah well they're they're lazy they <laughs> they don't have a cutter i don't know you know if they cut them they probably want 40 bucks it's well of course they don't want to cut them that's a whole bunch of labor and- yeah the whole like the whole idea behind those companies is that you're it's like high volume you're shooting 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 you don't do any editing and you just give them the product you choose from a small selection of prints and like the amount of labor that's going into it when you're photographing hundreds of kids at per school mm-hmm. and then they're all paying you 25 bucks for like <clears throat> wallet sized prints like you're making a decent amount of money off of that. The money they make is is outstanding. Like it's a really good amount of money. I mean, anybody you ask who works for a company that photographs children um, is pretty much getting paid minimum wage or just slightly above oh, minimum wage. Sure. But the company behind it is making good cash. I mean, yeah. that there's no questions about it. So if you know how to do it better, uh, more efficiently, and satisfy your client, start one of those. Start approaching schools, and you might actually get really good business. Um, I have a friend doing it right now who does. He travels a lot, and he does this. Um, he competes with the big with the big guys with. You know, in Canada, we have Life Touch, and I forget what the other one is. Um, is there like Johnston or Johnson Jostens. or something? Johnston. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they're around, but I, I imagine they would. <sighs> that's what it was when I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's the, who had the contract to your school, and I mean, yeah, I remember seeing that stupid Johnston's signature across the photo, and I'm like, I that's what bugged me the most. I was like. Who do you think you are? You're not an artist. You're mass producing these, getting this yeah. gold foil stamp. You know, you don't, you don't need to advertise. Like, <laughs> and, Well, they didn't. They really didn't have to advertise, did well, they? Well, it's not like you could hire them. Yeah. So, <laughs> Or maybe you could. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? So at the end of the day, I think it kind of ruined the photo. And I remember seeing that on, when I came to Canada, I remember seeing that on my relatives, uh, like, class pictures and i was like i was embarrassed to ask like what does that mean but well i don't really understand like the high volume photography how it appeals to the customers i totally get that there are companies out there doing something a little bit different i've heard of one woman in the states who like actually goes in and takes like unique photos of all of the kids mm-hmm. in the school mm-hmm. Like she tries to get their personality out a little bit, which is <clears throat> awesome. Um, but there's a simple answer for that. From a parent's perspective, like take a photo of, on your iPhone of your kid standing in front of a wall. Ta-da! You've done pretty much the same thing <laughs> that they did at the school. Yep. You know what it is? It's um, I'm I'm for the last couple of months I've been really trying to come up with a word for this and it's okay. um and i don't i don't really know what word to use and i, I think i'm gonna have to coin a phrase or something because the majority of the society sort of just falls in line and does what we're sort of expected to do but nobody really expects us to do it we just follow trends you know 
well, everybody else gets class photos, so I'm going to get class photos. You know, that's, that's, you know, and, and I, and I kind of ask, well, why do you need a class photo or why do you need like a, a photo of your kid every year Yeah. from the school? Well, like, and like, why can't you take it? Or, yeah. <laughs> you take hundreds of thousands of photos anyways already. So why do you need that one particular photo? Yeah. And I think what it comes down to, and if anybody was to say is like, well, it's a professional photo, you know? And so that's no. what I'm expected <laughs> to hang on the wall perhaps. And that's, that's the, that's the problem is that nobody expects you to do shit. You're just used to it because that's what your parents did. Because back in the day, you, you got a, a photo from your class, from your school, because that's the only photo of you that was taken that entire year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are too many photos of me from 1992 to about 2001. Okay. Because my parents didn't really take photos of me. They just. We didn't really even own a camera like I did. I bought a camera so that I could take photos, but I never took selfies or self-portraits. Um, I did one for an assignment in university, so I guess that would have been, you know, 99. Um, so I, that's around here somewhere. And that's it. There's really not a lot of photos of me. So back then, you did kind of purchase one of those pictures or you just kept the proofs. I, my mom always just kept the proofs around. So she has a stack of proofs from like LifeTouch or Jostens of me. And she did buy a graduation photo. So when I graduated from high school, she did buy a photo of that. And I think it's hanging up on the wall in my parents' dining room somewhere. Which I look ridiculous. Um, yep. The shadow over my shoulder makes me look like I have a mullet. Not just a mullet, but a curly hair mullet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And, uh, I mean, I had longer hair, but I didn't have a mullet. So, um, it looks terrible. I hate it. I don't, I don't like looking at it. But at the end of the day, that's the only picture they have. That's not the case today. But because we are so used to this tradition, so used to this uh, routine, we just we just do it you know oh it's picture day at school and and we don't question well why is it picture day what the fuck do i need these pictures for um yeah take your iphone like hannah and i take pictures of mia with our iphone we do not all the time, all the time. every time i i don't want to say i'm too lazy it's not that i'm too lazy it's that i'm getting a better result on the iphone um for what i need it's faster mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. it's already digitized on my phone i can share it if i want to print it i'll print it you know which we don't print a ton of photos uh, of mia for ourselves like in the house we do for family but we can still print it and my family looks at it and they they go crazy for it they go oh my god that's amazing mm-hmm. uh whenever i share it with friends um or whoever like whenever they see it oh my god it's amazing wow definitely i can tell you're you're professional photographers <laughs> and it, it kind of that's that's sort of what brought me to think about today's episode what what we're talking about and it's you know the the client expectations so some clients are wow i'm getting a phone call who's it from i don't know i really want to take it but i'm not going to does it say new jersey it says augusta me what's me i don't know minnesota no that's mn well i'm just gonna leave it (laughs) maine no i don't know i'm gonna look it up um, 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 uh, <clears throat> sorry, your American friends. <laughs> Maybe it's one of our American okay. listeners calling me and saying, "Hey, uh-huh. screw you and your client expectations." I think it's Maine. That is Maine. Okay, Minnesota is a man. I think. I don't know. Mi- yeah, Maine. I don't know anybody in Maine. So why is it that all of the like all of those call centers seem to be like? clustered in that area they're not call centers so the, the <laughs> or whatever these people are calling from like zimbabwe and uh they're just yeah, hijacking a why number are, but why are all of the numbers from that area of the states uh, it was a vulnerable packet of information i guess <laughs> um That's i get i get phone numbers from almost my number it'll be you know what i mean like okay. only the last two digits are different so when you yep. look at it, you're like, oh, this looks familiar. I'm going to answer it. And Yeah, I have seen that. Right? And, and then it's like, congratulations, you won a cruise. Woohoo! Or, you know, I'll miss a couple of calls from that number. And I call back and I'm like, okay, clearly you want to get a hold of me. And they're like, who the fuck are you? I don't even know yeah. you. You're, you know, why oh, are you calling no. me? And it's like, oh, your number was hijacked. And they go, 
I hate you. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, but back to the topic. Right. <clears throat> so client expectations. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, the client expectations are, uh, the, as far as I'm concerned, they're non-existent in terms of how we consider them to be client expectations. So first of all, back on the topic of school photos, grad photos, um, there we were programmed to want these things, but we don't actually want them or care for them. Yeah. You know, um, and I, can I just say about school photos to parents, like stop buying those photos, take photos of your kids on your phones and then invest in family portraits where you're actually in the photo. Oh my God. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, or, or you know what? If you want really cool portraits of your kid, like in Canada, we do not call high school uh, seniors seniors, right? We reserve yeah. that term for old people who can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like 10 years ago, when we, when this whole senior portrait started to become really popular... And it trickled its way into Canada, and all of a sudden, photographers in the area started doing quote senior portraits. It, it was mm -hmm. frustrating to me. I I did not do it. I mean, I had people contact me and ask me, "Do you do senior portraits?" And I told them, "I do all kinds of portraits. I don't discriminate whether you're a child or a senior. <laughs> like, just <laughs> come to me and I'll do them." And it, it was almost like, "Oh, wait, you can do that? You you mean you don't have to?" call it senior portraits just to photograph high school seniors, right? Like it's, it's a portrait session. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a portrait session. So you got a little bit more creative and, you know, some of them were approached with kind of like a high fashion approach. Mm -hmm. Some high school seniors who, you know, were in band, wanted to be photographed with their instrument, who played sports. Some of them wanted a picture of the uniform. And that's kind of like, that's where the norm was broken. That's where a photographer came forward and said, you know what, I, I'm going to give people an alternative to uh, the boring school photos. Mm -hmm. So hire a photographer to do that, you know, um, hire a photographer to do a portrait session of your kid. Um, just tell the photographer, you know what, pretend you're doing headshots uh, of an actor and you're going to get a better product. Um, I apologize right now to anybody who actually owns a company that does school portraits um, hey man i don't think we're putting them down at all like well, they're clearly marketing geniuses yes so <laughs> well, i apologize to them because i'm telling i'm telling people stop buying these photos and oh, so yeah, are you sure. right so yeah. i'm sorry that we're we're advocating this uh, I, I truly am but uh you need to expand your horizon a little bit and maybe offer more product yeah. but regardless you know uh, or do me a favor and cut the fucking uh wallet photos to wallet size <laughs> and put them in a little envelope. Just cut the photos. Just, Just cut, the photos. cut them already. <laughs> so, okay, go on. So, and and so as far as client expectations go, we, we our clients, they they don't know what to expect. They they don't they don't have a certain level of expectation. They know they want a product. So, really, the client expectations that I'm thinking about is how we as photographers perceive what our client expectations are, and. I think it has a lot to do, well, with the law of diminishing returns. And so, uh, do, 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 do. with the law. Are you texting? Oh, no, somebody keeps calling me and I, and I just can't get it right now. <laughs> so anyways, it has a lot to do with the law of diminishing returns. And what I'm talking about is, um, when this, this, this isn't just school photos or anything like that. This is all your photographs. So this applies to weddings, this applies to commercial photography, fashion, whatever. And at some point you have to evaluate yourself as a photographer and as a, as a digital artist, if you will, and uh, realize that you are probably of a certain level of caliber. So you're probably better than good enough to do the work that you're doing. And so task A, let's say it is a portrait session in a park of a family, uh, takes you maybe 30 minutes, 20 minutes to photograph. But we as photographers are under the impression that the client is expecting us to do it for 60 minutes or 90 minutes or 45 minutes. So that's why we assign time frames. 
Um, in my packages, the only time I assign a time frame is when I'm shooting a wedding, how much time I'm going to spend at a wedding, or if we're doing a photo booth service, how long the photo booth is going to stay up. Yeah. When it comes to portrait sessions, I've had all the time clients reach out to me and say, well, how long is your portrait session? And I just say, well, until we're done, like, we're going to start and we're going to finish. That's how long it is. Yeah. But like, do you offer 60 minutes, 90 minutes? And I, and I kind of go, well, if you guys behave, we'll be done in 15. <laughs> like literally, if you want to keep going, if you want to have a lot more choices, um, that's fine too. But typically, you know, if it's just a small family, three to five people, uh, if we're doing one single location, we can, we can bang this off in under three, under 30 minutes. And a question I always get, most of the people go, thank God. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate this because my kids are, are shitheads. They're not going to, yeah. you know, but once in a blue moon, I get, well, the other photographer guarantees two hours and it's like, what do you, why do you care? What do you, yeah. What do you want to do in those two hours? Do you want two hours of great photos? Um, or sorry, do you want two hours of mediocre photos or do you want 20 minutes of great photos? Like, yeah. uh, can you do me a favor and just talk to your kids and make sure that they behave and uh, I said instead of focusing on that why don't you make sure that the clothes you're wearing looks good and you like your hair and that you don't show up last minute going oh my god oh my god I forgot to put on makeup like focus on that okay when you're done that we'll meet you're ready we'll photograph you and we'll 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 start and we'll finish there's you know what I mean this is the kind of client expectations I'm talking about and and the clients so from that perspective they're 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 asking you for stupid shit and it's our fault. It's other photographers who are our competition, who are kind of setting the stage for that. And in my career as a photographer over 20 years now, and I guess it's about 18, I forget how many professionally, uh, as a registered business collecting tax and all that, I have never had a person say, well, no, I, I, I realize what you're saying, but I'm going to need you to commit for two hours. Do you know what I mean? They're just go, yeah, that's great. Let's play it by ear. Let's go. And there's been times where 45 minutes later, and I still don't feel like we got great photos and the kids are just going crazy. They're unruly. Some are, somebody's crying. Somebody already has a black eye and the parents go, you know what? That's it. We're done. And I just want to kind of be like, I wish I could record this. I wish I had a, fam uh, a camera crew following this family and, and just give, give this video footage to the couple or to the people that are inquiring about two hours and say, watch this. This is 45 minutes long. <laughs> so yeah. um, I've had family photos last about eight minutes where mm -hmm. they were just fantastic. We were in the little apple orchard and it was bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, guys, I think we got it. And they're like, really? We drove 45 minutes for this. And I said, well, now you have free time. Go do whatever you want. Um, I'm not going to lie. Most family portraits I do when they have kids under like 10 years old, mm -hmm. it doesn't take more than half an hour. Like kids can't last longer than that. That's the problem. Than that. Yeah. Yep. So I think we kind of set unrealistic expectations too, because what happens is we, <clears throat> we photograph for longer and or rather we think we're going to photograph longer so we don't really get started right away we kind of just you know loosen up and i've had families take 20 minutes to get into the groove of things and it was almost like and you have to learn how to read people 20 minutes later when i was satisfied that i got it i was or they thought that I was satisfied that I got it was when they gave me the money shots it was it was when they got relaxed and i just said you know what guys we got it Let's do a couple more just for fun. And it was the just for fun photos that they ended up buying because yeah. they loosened up, they relaxed and they were being yeah, themselves, exactly. you know? So that's, that's cool. That's okay. I don't mind doing that, but, um, so let's move, move on to, well, go ahead. Hold on. Right. There is actually one thing that I do want to say about that. Like people wanting a two hour shoot. Um, and I think there's been times when I've done like two hour engagement sessions, mm -hmm. um, and that's been like multiple locations and they've been like multiple inspiring locations. So there's been a zillion different places to take photos. The lighting's been awesome, all that fun stuff. Um, but other than that, like 
I had a headshot session um, last week, or maybe a couple weeks ago now. And one of the participants afterward emailed me. I had sent her six proofs, I think. She emailed me and she said, can I see the rest of them? It's like, no, you don't want to see the rest of them. I picked the six best ones. The other ones don't look as nice. They're just going to confuse you like you don't want to see them. So I ended up having a meeting with um, with like the owners of the company and had to explain to them again, like, no, you don't want to see the rest of the photos. If I show them to you, you're just going to be more confused. Um, I picked the best photos for you guys. So they ended up telling me that this woman, like, she has a good side and she wants all of her photos from that side. Well, we're looking at her proofs and every single one of her photos is from the opposite side. Um, and I specifically remember I did different angles with her. I, I had her turn her head in different directions and everything. Um, but in all of the photos, her head's turned to the same side. And we happened to open up another photo from um, like a casual photo that they took mm -hmm. of the group of them. Her head's turned to the same side, not her good side. And I'm just like, well, that's interesting. Like, she naturally turns her head to the opposite side of her good side when she's having her photo taken. Maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that she doesn't know what her good side is because... Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, when you look at the mirror, you you are mirrored. And th this this blows me away how, how well this works. When I used to photograph oh, man. Um, uh, yeah. young models who did not have a lot of experience, none of them liked their photos. Mm -hmm. There'd be these fantastic photos. The stylist would spend, you know, half an hour just on a piece of hair sometimes. And it's like, these photos rock. What's your problem? And so I started flipping them. Uh, in Photoshop, I would just yep. flip them uh, horizontally. Yep. And they go, yeah, I like that better. And I'm like, yeah, because you're looking at the mirror. So this is how we see you, which is which looks good to us. This to us looks awkward because that's not who you are. You like yourself in, in the flipped image. So how about this? Um, stop worrying about it and let professionals <laughs> yeah. do their job. And that it was kind of a kind of, this little piece of education helped people because um, if you're if you're struggling with somebody who doesn't like how they look or they feel that they look awkward, two things mm -hmm. might might be happening here. You're photographing them with a fisheye lens, okay, <laughs> or a very wide angle yeah. lens. If that's the case, <laughs> switch 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 the lens, okay. See what they think. Yeah. I'm just going to say, don't shoot portraits with wide angle lenses. <laughs> Go on. I do that all the time, actually. Uh, I think they look fantastic. <laughs> but like my 14 millimeter lens, I do I do portraits with it all the time. I just don't fill the frame with a person's face. You know? yes. like, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, the second thing is, you know, if you're working with them and you have the ability to flip the image, to, to show them a mirror image, show them and, and just say, look, look, this is how you used to see see yourself this isn't what you look like you look a little bit different to us and if the person's face is like perfectly symmetrical they're not really going to know a difference and mm -hmm. they're probably lucky enough to find themselves very attractive and they don't care so that's that but <clears throat> um kind of lost my train of thought but i think i can pick up where i left off well, and I think that's where like selfies have screwed people up yes. because a selfie is the same thing. It's the mirror image. It's not flipped. Depends. <laughs> Some are, but, but yes, you're absolutely right. And that, well, when you're shooting, <sighs> like when you're taking a selfie of yourself mm -hmm. on like the front of your phone, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a mirrored image. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what, that's what kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, selfies has have royally screwed up how people. Well, see not themselves. not only that, they've screwed up a lot of how, a lot of how people see other people. So if you're on right? if you're on Tinder <laughs> and you're swiping right because you're like, man, that dude's hot, and yeah. then you see him and you're like, whoa, that's not the dude I swiped on. <laughs> Probably Maybe is. This is my problem. That's... Well, have you ever like <laughs> gone on Facebook? You've been telling someone about someone else, and they're like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "Well, I know you know who they are." You go on their Facebook, and you're looking at their pictures, and you're like, "This doesn't look like them." Yes. None of these photos look like them. Like I can't find a good photo that looks like them on their Facebook to show you. That drives me nuts. I hate that so much. <laughs> well, I just it, that's their problem. Yeah. They just don't hire the right photographer. <laughs> well, I <clears> might <throat> try this. 
with that woman. And the funny thing is her photos look fantastic. Her photos out of everyone there, she has the best photos. It doesn't matter. And she's like, I don't that's... like my face turned that yeah. way. I'm like, Just are you kidding me? This is what you look like and you look good. <laughs> I've been having this conversation with people and I'm like, I always hated photos of myself and I'm sort of starting to get used to them and also be realistic with myself about what I look so, like. The, the way sometimes I, 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 I've had this happen to me once too. Just damn it. Dropped a pen. <laughs> I've had this happen once. I'm going to reach for my pen and pick it up. Don't hit your head on the desk. So this woman was uh, annoying and uh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> same thing. It's a good I say woman, but it was kind of like a teenage girl. Okay. This was a model or uh, a headshot session. So kind of like, okay. kind of like an actor headshot, but professional headshots. Um, so she said, she basically kept saying, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I took out a hundred dollar bill that I had in my uh, desk. And don't, don't ask me why I kept a hundred dollar bill in my desk, but <laughs> if you did, this is why. Um, and I showed it to her and I said, what are you looking at here? She goes hundred bucks. So I flipped it on the other side and I said, what are you looking at? What are we looking at here? She goes hundred bucks. I'm like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's still a hundred bucks. I said, that's you. Mm-hmm. That's you. Now it doesn't matter if I flip the image or not. It's still you, your client who's looking at your website doesn't actually know what you look like. They're not going to look at your photos and say, hmm, that's not Jennifer. Yeah. Right? Or Jennifer looks a lot better in real life. Your interaction with clients is remote. They don't actually meet you face to face. Like, what are you worried about? You're just a spokesperson for a product. Like, just don't worry about how you perceive yourself. And what I thought was going to turn out as like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. She goes, well, I don't think you're the right person for me then. I said, that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, that, that I said, that's fair. She goes, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're right. I really don't think that that's how it should be. Like you're entitled to your opinion. She goes, I love the photos. They're fantastic. They're great. It's just, that's not what I look like. And I'm just thinking like, that is what you look like. <laughs> I don't, I didn't, photoshop these images you know so i flipped them for her and she goes that's what i look like and i'm like well if you want them flipped what is it i said if you want them flipped (laughs) for your website that's fine she's like yeah except my my name on my lab code is backwards like that's an easy fix so i said your your digital artist can fix it for you i just didn't want to do the work and i just said the person who puts it on your online can can fix that for you okay okay high five perfect um i got paid Delivered the photos. Um, she was happy. Actually, she was a pain in the butt. It took it took like three years for her to stop contacting me because she about what she wanted high res files all the time, and it's like no, you saved the files. And well, I gave her the high res files. No, this is this yeah, is no, no, no. I mean, she yeah, she you save the files and you keep them. Yeah, and that's don't. Don't keep bugging me. You save them somewhere. <laughs> the problem was she wanted a CD, and I'm just like I don't burn CDs. <laughs> I sent her yeah. I sent her a USB stick. She's like, no, I want a CD. And no. uh, the, the problem was <laughs> that she went from a really... This, this is relative. This is why I'm talking about this. She went from a really old ad that said she that, that a CD with high-resolution images is included. Mm-hmm. I no longer did CDs. I didn't... My computer didn't even have a CD drive. <laughs> Yet yeah. the client expected a CD... And it didn't matter that I delivered the photos on a USB disc. The client wanted a CD. Yeah. It literally, Sophia, took three years for her to stop contacting me. And what I should have done is just burn her a CD, send it to her, and called it a day. <laughs> but I no longer had a printer that could print on CDs. And, okay, my sister had it. I could have gone to her house and printed it. But I just didn't, I just didn't want to do it. I mean, I think... Professionally speaking, I may not have done the right thing. And personally speaking, I just I just wanted to get it over with. But something just kept me going where I'm like, I just need to educate this person and tell her, listen, we're done. Like, you got your high-res files. Sorry 
but you know, you said I'd get a CD. Damn you. Damn you, Jennifer. <laughs> so the person's name was actually changed for this story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, frustrating. So here's like unrealistic client expectations based on just the letter, like the, the literal translation of your advertisement, like just let it go. It, it's, it's not important, but you know, if you ask me for advice, I'm going to tell you, just burn the damn CD, find a way to burn that CD, give it to her, even if you just write with a, with a Sharpie on it. And that's something that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to degrade my, you know, business integrity by kind of going down to her level, to her consumer level. But it actually brings me to that point. The client doesn't expect anything from you except for what you're telling them. So if you tell them you're going to give them a CD, they're not expecting a professional case, um, you know, print with printed uh, sleeve jacket and CD printed uh, with your company logo, etc. on it. They're literally expecting a CD. Uh, nowadays, if a client asks for a USB drive, they're really, literally expecting a Lexar or a Kingston USB drive with their photos on it. The folder could even be titled pictures. It doesn't have to be client's name, whatever we used to do. Your your digital business card doesn't have to be on the USB. You know, all these things that I'm thinking that I used to do when I delivered USBs to clients, they don't have to be there. Um, when you say you deliver high-res files to clients, um, it doesn't it doesn't have to be through shoot proof or a third party. It could literally be files emailed. Um, it could literally be files in Dropbox. The client just wants digital files. So <clears throat> you doing all these extra steps, you're just doing it for yourself, just so you know. You're doing it to perpetuate mm -hmm. your business, etc. So clients' expectations in terms of product, that's where they are. But the real reason for this episode was client expectations in terms of product quality. Um, I find that uh, as photographers, you know, th and this ties into last week's episode, uh, we spend way too much time editing our photos, like way too much time. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask you a question, Sadia. How much time uh -oh. do you spend on average editing a portrait that you're going to deliver to a client? So I have a whole process. Are we talking before printing? Yes. Or like, or before proofing or after proofing? After proofing, before printing. Uh, like five minutes. Okay. On a photo. So before printing, I'll like run or before proofing I mean I'll run everything through Lightroom and I make sure it's properly exposed the color is great and everything but I export those photos um, to my proofing software unedited and then we do the proofing process and my clients know that the photos are unedited and then um, before printing um, I will edit photos only the photos that are being printed um, and usually that means nothing for a wedding. Pretty much nothing gets edited for a wedding. Um, but for something like a beauty portrait or mm. boudoir portraits, stuff like that, <clears throat> I'll do some editing. And basically that's in studio photos because like they'll have hairs sticking out, right? Yes. And like basically I remove those hairs. I brighten up their eyes a little bit. It takes like, okay, maybe two minutes <laughs> to edit a photo tops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... The, and this is my point. Um, I like that you said, you know, for weddings, you don't edit them, etc., whatever. Um, personally, I used to edit every photo. I would sit down and edit every yeah. photo. I would adjust so the lighting. I. And then well, the, yeah. the problem I ran into is that the, the photo I edited an hour ago doesn't quite match the photo I edited now because lighting changed, my eyes changed my mood changed and now I'm now I'm making the photos brighter or darker you know or cooler or warmer so we started batch processing and then we realized yeah. okay well if we batch process all the color density then I can go in and touch up little things and then I don't really know what happened but I just started doing color density and sharpness and that's it and I started working more people were happier and then I I even didn't really like doing that so the entire time, I'm just trying to photograph better so that in the camera, the photo is pretty much done. Um, and it was when I worked for a company called Olympus that I, I sort of adapted this philosophy. And the reason for that was because I took one of their cheap SLRs, like really one of their consumer, like $500 kit. 
where it came with two lenses and an SLR. I took that to a wedding once. Um, and at this said wedding, I used it. I used it and I was blown away with the results with a consumer camera and a consumer lens. And I said, why can, can't my professional 5D Canon camera give me such sharp photos? Like it was that, it was that bad, Sophia. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm using a two and a half thousand dollar lens. I'm using a $3,000 body. Why are my photos softer than uh, this Olympus camera? Now, Olympus camera had drawbacks. Uh, when I when I would go when I'd blow the photo up and start working on it, it would fall apart a little bit easier because it was a smaller file. Different aspect ratio too, which was actually closer to eight by ten. And I was like, yeah. "Damn, this is better." <laughs> like it, everything everything I was doing made me want to use um, the Olympus cameras so much so that when I was doing fashion work, I actually used Olympus because we were printing nine by twelves and. The four-thirds aspect ratio was 9 by 12. And we for every eight hours that we shot, we would spend about eight hours editing. Every photo would get attention, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, with the Olympus, when we started using Olympus for fashion, eight hours of editing, uh, sorry, eight hours of shooting was more like two hours of editing. And a lot of it was spent downloading and sorting images. It was like, open the photo. This looks good brighten it this this and really what happened was the auto, the aperture priority mode on the olympus was just fantastic mm-hmm. and so i started to um, play with the aperture priority mode on the canon and i really learned how it behaved and by learning how it behaved i learned how to manipulate it and i learned how to have it work for me so with the canon cameras now all of a sudden that i was using for weddings still just because the the uh, focus was uh, a little bit faster. Uh, the camera was just a little bit faster. So for a wedding environment, it was just a little bit, a better unit. Uh, I just wanted a better quality photo. I learned how to manipulate the camera to give me the better quality photo so that when we would come back, I would sort my images, bump up the sharpness a little bit, maybe touch the color, um, and maybe touch the density. But rarely, rarely is it a big shift. It's just kind of like, correct, 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 done delivered to the client. And once we delivered the proofs to the client and the client said, I love these. They're fantastic. I've never seen photos this good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And it was, I was kind of like, wait a minute. They're just proofs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm about to go and spend 40 hours editing this wedding. Do I need to? And I would literally open every single image, play with everything, you know, touch everything up, crop with this, this. And I realized that you don't need to if you if you do it well, you don't need to. But not only that, my client expectations were so low (laughs) that or rather my client's expectation uh, was so low that the proofs that I gave her were better than good enough. They were just amazing. And it just made me think, well how much time am I spending based on how much more happier is my client going to be? And I realized that there was just no way to make them happier. They're already happy. They're, they got their photos. And as long as they look good in the photos, as long as the photo is cropped well and, you know, composed well, sharp, properly exposed, it just has to be a good photo. And the good photo is better than good enough. It's actually a great photo from your client's perspective. And this is where the law of diminishing returns comes in. If you spend 10 times longer editing this photo, your photo is not going to be 10 times better. It may actually be like 10% better. Um, Maybe you'll apply a filter that makes it look a little bit more artistic, but in no way is spending extra time editing it going to make it look better. It might make it look unique and give it more of a signature look that you that defines you as a professional photographer. But you can automate this and you can make it look good just by doing that. So this up this this you can apply to everything. Now, when I'm photographing product, I mean there's certain frustrations. You, you know, you can light the product as best as you can, but depending on what it is, it could have little caveats and cavities that are 
under shadow and you have to kind of go in there and lighten things or just focus on something or stack your focus, whatever it is, you, you might not, it might not be perfect because it is a commercial product and your client's expecting a much higher, um, quality image than you can produce just by giving them a raw file. But the majority of your client's expectations for photos in a professional manner, like at a wedding or portrait session or whatever, is that they just want a good photo from you. And I think we're too hung up on being quote unquote, you know, professional photographers. Um, that we think we have to sit down and overdo things. Do you like, do you agree with that? Do you think I'm right? Or am I just full of shit? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I, when I photograph houses for real estate agents, I actually will tell you right now that my competition is doing better work than I am. <laughs> it's, it's a hundred percent fact. Um, they're delivering, um, Maybe a little bit more saturated photos, maybe a little bit more photos as far as quantity goes. Uh, but I'm delivering quality photos of exactly what you need done that I can photograph in about 20 minutes in an average house. Uh, my competition could spend an hour and a half in a house sometimes. Um, I don't do aerial photos. If you want aerial photos, call my competition. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's yeah. like, are you trying to sell a house? Yeah. Okay. I'm your guy. Um, and the reason I do, I, the reason I even do it is just to kind of get out of the house <laughs> because, you know, otherwise Monday, Monday to Friday, when there is no weddings or there is no family portraits or anything like that, um, I would just go stir crazy. So this little bit of extra work doesn't actually pay a lot of money. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. And if I spent three times longer editing the photos or shooting the photos, they're not going to be three times better. They're going to be marginally better just and you might not even be able to notice it. You know, I notice, I notice when my uh, competition works on their photos long time. I do. I really do. I notice when they shoot for longer because uh, I can tell that they brought four lights into a big room to light it. Um, whereas I just turn all the lights off and use ambient light. If there's a big hot spot on the window, meh, so be it. Um, the market is so hot right now that the realtors are just like, yeah, I, I just need the photos in an hour. Like, I don't really care if they're great. I just need them in an hour. And they yeah. still get great photos. That's the beauty part, you know? So that's that's where I'm kind of, uh, I wanted to come in and sort of do a public service announcement type of situation. Yeah, You're, like, chill out. Chill out. You're working on your photos too much. And what it comes from I is... Think that's I think that's a big problem that people have too, is that they get so excited. They go home and they start editing their photos from like one of their first shoots and they spend so much time editing every single photo. Yeah. Um, they're not making the money off of the prints at first that they would like to. And then they're editing their photos instead of marketing or going out and shaking hands and bringing in new clients. That's just it. Which is a problem. Yeah. Like you can't spend all of your time editing your photos and not bringing in new clients. <laughs> well, and, and if you're sitting around and you got nothing to do and you want to edit for fun just to, uh, you know, sharpen up your skills, do that. But do that mm -hmm. after you deliver the photos to your client. Like deliver your photos yeah. to your client, get more work, get extra work, um, pick out your favorite photos and work on those. Maybe you want to put those on your website. You know, if you, if you have really wicked photos of your wedding clients on your website that you spent two hours editing, but you didn't deliver that photo, that's fine. It's very rare that your client's going to be like, um, yeah, my photo doesn't look like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. if it does, then you you totally miss the point and you're actually giving them shit. Uh, but uh, it's okay. It's really fine. You, you know, you can say, well, I, I've spent a long time editing this and I give it an artistic, uh, kind of an artistic interpretation of how I saw that photo. If you'd like me to do that for you, um, that's going to cost you extra because I'm going to have to edit every single photo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... And I think that's, that's what's kind of ruining uh, weddings for me a little bit, uh, where uh, there'll be a young photographer, and I don't mean age young, I just mean in the, in the business, where they literally take an entire week to edit a wedding. And, I, and mm -hmm. I'm not even joking. I've, I've lost friends over this. Where And by that, you mean like 40 hours. Yeah, like 40 hours. And sometimes actually a whole week, where yeah. they go to a job nine to five, they come home 
at 5.30 after their work, they have supper, and they sit on the computer until 2 a.m. editing. I don't know what takes some photographers so long to edit weddings. How? How on earth are you editing every single individual photo? Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, Well, that's because they think the clients expect that. This is what I'm trying to say. The clients expect the client just wants good photos. All right. If it's taking you that long to get good photos, maybe you need to back off a little bit and practice before you start shooting weddings for money. Um, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm kind of being a jackass a little bit because I mean, go do whatever you want. Just be real about it. You know, Yeah. like who am I? I'm, I'm not the end all and be all expert on wedding photography. Well, I'm going to tell you based basically what's working, what's not working and how you can maximize profit based on minimum work, you know, like this is something I've done for the last 15 years. This is, yeah. you know, you're learning from my mistakes. And client expectations, is it, it can be basically a chapter in a, in a book of photography. Mm-hmm. And there's two ways of looking at it. There's client expectations of what they actually expect of you. And then there's the unrealistic client expectations of what they might expect of you based on what you're marketing. And so yeah. two, two points that I want you to take away from today. One, review your marketing and make sure you're not making stupid promises uh my wedding package at the moment has two lines you know um professional wedding photographer um with an assistant or a second you know basically let's make it point point blank two photographers eight hours Mm -hmm. literally that's it there is no digital files will be available for viewing there's no um, minimum coverage this there's no um, high resolution files or preview or there's you know nothing of that it's this is what you get you get two photographers you get eight hours what else yep. do you want and let the client ask questions if they want well um, how do I get the photos later <laughs> however you want <laughs> just answer them they'll be available for download you know we we, yep. we do digital delivery now okay um, and so I'll get high resolution files I just say yes, because high resolution has no um, definitive uh, file size. And the the files that I deliver are technically high resolution. So whatever. Uh, In my opinion, two megapixels or more is high resolution. So, oh, my goodness. Did I tell you one of my headshot clinic participants sent me an email after I delivered her high-resolution digital file saying that she needs the file to be 2,300 pixels wide. Mm, okay. I was like, okay, I'll just go ahead and make it smaller for you and send it back to you. What a weirdo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wonder why she needs it to be 2,300 pixels. Me too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well. I can't, I can't even think of what it... No, yeah. it was it was weird. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that was good. I think that's... that's that that's kind of wraps good. things up, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. if you if you have questions about this, l- let us know. You know, get on Facebook, yeah. ask questions. If you disagree with me, I don't care. Don't tell <laughs> me. <laughs> We're going to have all the high-volume photographers shooting schools. I'm going to get death threats. <laughs> coming into the group, being like, hey... Yeah. At the end of the day, it's my opinion and it's based on the work I do and the life I live. Um, Mm -hmm. If it can help you and you can apply, apply it to your everyday professional life. Great. If you disagree with it, you're, you're already doing something different and it's working. So don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, True. You know, and, and that's, that's kind of it in the nutshell. If you, if you feel that you've discovered a, a way to make your workflow a, a lot more efficient than how I do it, feel free to share it with us, but, or just keep it to yourself and just be happy about it. But I think that at times the people that I'm reaching out to, you don't even know that your workflow is uber inefficient. You don't even know yeah. you're spending 40 hours editing a wedding and you don't have to literally do it as a test. Do the basic density, color, and sharpness correction to your images 
deliver them to the client and see what they say. I guarantee you none of them are going to go, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting you to spend 40 more hours editing these. You know, they're going to be super happy. They're going to be happy they got their photos on time. And that's another thing. I like to give my clients their wedding photos within two weeks. And if it takes us an hour or two to edit a photo, we're getting it out within two weeks. You know, um, if you're if you're taking three months to give your photos to your client, you're going to be the most hated person in the world. But at the same time, you're buying yourself time. You're buying yourself time because they forget about everything. Their expectations go down and you could literally give them shit and they'll be like, yes, finally photos, <clears throat> which that's not the case. You know, if it's taking you three months to edit them, then you're obviously giving them gold. Uh, but, you know, I don't I don't think you need to edit them that much. Now, again, if you're going after your signature look and it takes a certain amount of time to edit them. I just hope you're charging enough money to compensate for it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people really love editing photos. And like some people are just digital artists. They love to be on the computer. I'm cool with that. I want your num number and your name so I can hire you to do my weddings. <laughs> You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work.